So another video update, uh, why you should definitely test your software. So before I get into the episode, I do want to talk quickly about what video is just for those who jump in, listen to this, don't know, and who don't know, uh, do not follow me on Twitter, who have listened to the last episode. So video is a marketplace for training programs. Anyone can go on there. They can build programs. They can sell programs. And they can buy programs. And there's a whole bunch of other features too. Like you can send programs to clients. Clients can receive them. Uh, everybody has the same features. You can go on and you can have a little dashboard that you can use and you can track some metrics. You can track some progress images. It's a whole bunch of really fun stuff. But I want to talk about you know the startup journey with these video updates. And I want to go sort of week by week, you know, every single week, just talk about where we were the previous weeks and then where we are today, and then some of the things that we learned throughout the whole process. Um, For those of you who don't know, also, my name is John. I'm the founder of Fideo, and I'm working with a development team in India. I paired up with this kid, Siobhan. She's a 19-year-old kid, super bright guy, really hard worker, like crazy hard worker, like 12, 14 hours a day, just staring at the computer, writing code kind of guy. Um, And he's managing a whole bunch of interns that he knows, and it's super cool working with him. So it's, it's just us at the moment. Just trying to build this thing and make it work. And on top of that, my dad's been helping me as well. Uh, he's been in technology for 30 years. So he's been he's been good, you know, giving me some guidance along the way, as well as a little bit of seed money. Uh, so let's talk about where we were. Um, I would say a week ago, but really two weeks ago is a, a better conversational point, I would say. Two weeks ago, we did something that was definitely a mistake in hindsight, which was we launched our app to alpha users with... A, a broken, a completely broken piece of software. And we thought we would have been done at that point. So we launched officially, I think it was like September 10th or 11th to our alpha users. And we thought we were going to be done. We actually blew our timeline. We thought we we're going to launch originally September 1st. And we really thought September 1st, we're going to have all the features built. Everything would We would have had two weeks of testing. Uh, that didn't happen. Even our September 11th launch date, we didn't do any testing, really. And what it all came down to was us being a young, inexperienced team with really hopeful timelines. You know, Siobhan is 19. Now, he's had a bit of experience building stuff, but not so much so that he could really keep these timelines and and understand what they meant. Me, I'm 25, and... I don't. I hardly know anything about tech. So a developer tells me, "Yeah, it's going to take eight weeks." I just believe him at face value. So that's really what it came down to: was just us not being realistic enough and us being really hopeful. And once we launched on September 11th, we knew we didn't have all the features built. Um, so what we decided to do was get the core features out there that our users could test. Our all of our users are trainers, fitness trainers, and we built fully what we thought was fully the features that they could go and use and would add value to us and add value to them and they could give us some feedback but really even those features were broken and then we thought like we could unroll just feature by feature like hey like sure is usable now you can go click on this screen but it it just did not work at all um and one of the reasons is because the features are way too integrated for this to have worked so pretty much on the app you go in to the video, the program building tool, and you build exercises. Then you take those exercises and you put them into programs. Then you take those programs, you send them to people, or you put them in the marketplace, or you give them to yourself to to work out with. 
And since all of it's connected, you can't really just be like, hey, try this feature out, but don't click on the other things because the other things are intimately tied to the one thing that you want people to test. So what we had to end up doing after about a week of this, of users like trying to build programs, which was the one feature we had working, um, well, we thought we had working. They kept clicking on screens. We realized that none of it was working. And so we had to take it back from them pretty much and just revert everything back to test flight. The app is still on the app store if you want to go download it and have a really crappy app to use. Um, but we took it away from our users. We said, hey, pause, give us a minute and let us really flesh this thing out. So um, what we've done is we reverted back to test flight, flight which has greatly increased our development uh, speed. We've been able to dramatically improve our speed of development, our ability to fix bugs, our ability to z- design new features, or just build out the features that we like sort of half-ass design. And when our alpha users were using it for that first week, um, we kept trying to release the app on the app store so that the users, because like we had things that were so broken that you couldn't even use the app. So we're like, let's push every release to the app store. Um, that way our users can get you know, a more functioning version of the app. But what you don't know about if you've never built any a tech product before, um, and even if you're about to start, this is something you definitely should know. Releasing the test flight takes like an hour, right? You just literally click send and it gets up there because Apple doesn't really care. It's not, you know, a product on their store. They need you to test it before they put it, you put it on the store. But an app store release takes 24 to 36 hours for Apple to review. So this review process takes an entire day that you could be spending testing. And then while you're trying to push an app store release, you can't push a test flight release. So no matter what, you get caught in this 24 to 36 hour review cycle and you can't test all the new features that you just built. So we couldn't test these features internally when we were pushing to the app store um, and we couldn't put anything on test flight because we were pushing it to the app store. Reverting back to being on test flight over the past couple of weeks has made it so that we could build a new version literally every day. Like the team's obviously in India. I spend the whole day testing, reviewing, playing with it, building stuff, building programs, sending them to people, sending them like fake accounts, sending them to myself, um, doing workouts. And then the team goes on, you know, while I'm asleep and they're awake in India, um, they go and they fix all the things that I told them, hey, like this was broken when I clicked on this screen, you know, blew up or I clicked on this button and the button was all weird or this button doesn't work at all. You know, all those little things that you don't really get to do in like 30 minutes of testing, like you have to spend hours and hours and hours using your product, especially when it's pretty robust like ours is. And I don't want to say it's like a super robust MVP, but there's definitely a lot of things going on. There's a lot of integrations. Uh, So where are we today? Today, we've made leaps and bounds from where we were two weeks ago. Uh, But we've definitely realized some key pieces are still missing. All of the things that we sent to our users in the beginning um, that we said, hey, like this is all you can use. Those things they can actually use, um, which is nice. So it's almost like you think to yourself, well, why don't we just give it to our alpha users again? But again, that's like pushing it to the app store. We can't test things and we just need to be testing and testing and testing. Um, So when I talk about some key pieces that are still missing, um, I think the major functionality is there. So you can build programs. 
You can send them to athletes. You can send them to yourself and you can do workouts. So building workouts and doing workouts is pretty much something you can do. Um, one thing that's not still up is this thing called the athlete dashboard, which is where you go in. You can track metrics on like a graph. You can track notes. You can write some notes to yourself or your trainer can write some notes for you. Um, you can track progress images, right? You can upload images. The notes, progress images, and well, I guess that's it. There's just three. The notes, progress images, and the metrics. Notes and progress images are working just fine. But the metrics thing has been really hard to build. And it might be hard to see why once you guys see what the app is. But pretty much like building this tiny little graph and trying to display the data that we want to be able to display uh, is is a kind of a complex, not just development issue, which is it's definitely complex from that sense, but it's also a complex UI and UX thing. It's like how much of the graph do you show? What data points do you show? How much of the dates do you show on the bottom? Because there's only so much space. Um, where do you put uh, different little pieces of information so you get the whole picture of what this metric is trying to tell you? So we're still playing with that. I mean, that's probably going to be done by tomorrow. But it's been a pain in the ass, and it definitely slowed us down a lot more than we thought. And again, if we're thinking a month ago, back September 1st, we thought we'd have this done, we're still working on building a graph. So you know, these things are definitely... Sometimes these things are just, they have unforeseen complications that you couldn't have anticipated. Another thing we don't have is the marketplace. We haven't really tested much of the marketplace. Right now, there are no programs in the marketplace. I have programs lined up to put them in the marketplace. We just haven't done it yet. Um, We haven't tested a lot of the features associated with the marketplace. Um, I don't think I've even bought a program from the marketplace. Um, But we're using in-app purchase. That's pretty seamless. We haven't. We don't know if the user metrics, so users are able to track like their sales metrics. We have no idea if that's working yet because nobody's sold anything. Um, so there's definitely some things with the marketplace that are still a little up in the air, but they're pretty simple. So by the end of the week, they should be pretty fleshed out. And then some of the things that you don't really think about, right? You think you're supposed to be building a product, but really you're building a company, Right. So there's so many things that go on when you're building a company, right? There's marketing, there's sales, there's development, there's you know, your executive team, and but then there's also your operations. And we don't have a lot of operational components fully understood yet. We don't really know how mo- money is going to arrive in our account. Obviously, that's not a huge issue, but once the money's there, we take a cut of the sales that happen in the marketplace and then we distribute some of the money to our trainers or our creators, I, I think is a better term for them. But we have no idea how we're going to do that. Like when the money hits the account, is it going to say like, oh, Paige sold this program. Here's the amount so that I can easily just you know run it through a calculator and then send her the money. Then how am I going to send her the money? Am I going to wire to her? Am I going to Venmo it? Like what's going to go on there? Um, so that's a pretty important thing to know how to do. And we have no idea how to do it. So if we have a whole bunch of people, let's say, Let's say the thing takes off. Right? I have a decent amount of followers on Twitter. Let's say we have a good launch and we get a thousand users in the first couple of weeks and we have a whole bunch of people buying workouts on the, the marketplace. And all of a sudden we've made you know a few thousand dollars in sales and we don't know how to give it to our creators who have now made hundreds of dollars in sales. That's going to be an issue. So obviously that's a, something we need to figure out before we go to market. Uh, we don't have an admin panel. Now, 
many apps don't need an admin panel uh, for an MVP. The reason we need an admin panel is because we need to be able to review the programs that people send into the marketplace. Uh, if we can't do that, then there's going to be a whole bunch of real crap up in the marketplace. Now, it doesn't have to be perfect, right? The reason that we have, you know, you can go on, you can give it one, two, three, four, and five stars, right? Go on Amazon right now, there's crap products up there. That's just the reality of the situation when you try to build an open marketplace like we're doing. Um, but we do want to be able to have some sort of basic review process to make sure, you know, there's no programs up there without any pictures, without, without uh, videos attached to them, you know, those sorts of things that would just be kind of like, hey, what am I paying for here? Like this complete garbage. Um, we don't want people scamming our, our users as well. Um, on top of that, we want to be able to review exercises. So we have this thing called a community exercise database where people can build programs with but you don't have to have your own exercise. You don't have to have your own YouTube videos. Um, you don't have to have your own exercise videos, I should say. Uh, to be able to build programs, you can use other people's exercises. But those come to the community exercises, and we need to have a review process for those exercises so there's no you know, profanity in there. There's, no, there's nothing illegal. To be able to review the exercises that everybody can see and so that nobody's putting any strange things up there. The other thing we want to do, and again, this is maybe stretching the MVP um, but it's it, it probably is going to be a feature very worthwhile. It might not be a, a version 1.0 thing, but it might be worthwhile to just put in there. Is a verification process. So you know, obviously on Twitter you can get verified. You have the little checkbox next to you. Uh, it shows you're some sort of person who means something. On video, it's a little bit different because we want to verify the trainers who actually are certified to do the job. You know, me personally, I have my degree in exercise science. I'm a certified strength and conditioning specialist. I have a couple of other certifications. Uh, I I, need, I want to be able to prove my worth above, you know, somebody random just going on there and building exercises because we also want those people to be able to build programs. Um, so it, it's good to have that differentiator between the guys who actually know what they're talking about and sort of the the Joe Schmoes. Um, so we want to be able to do that. We haven't built that feature out yet. Uh, so obviously there's just a lot to do. And it's just going to take some time to do it. One thing that's actually really fun that I'm doing right now is I'm building, I'm creating these uh, tutorial videos. So I'm learning how to use Adobe Premiere. So at, at, when you're a, a tech company founder, I just laugh all the time, like as to what I'm doing with my day. Like you're never doing the same thing. Like I'm right now, I'm learning how to use Adobe Premiere, and I just spent like, a lot of my day like, cleaning my office so that it would ha- be a good backdrop for the tutorial videos. And then I spent a whole bunch of time on YouTube just figuring out how to use Adobe Premiere. You really never know what you're going to do with your day. You kind of have to do every single job. And the only job I don't do is writing code. What have we learned in the past two weeks? I think this is the most fun piece of this. Is There was this quote I heard. I think it was like in a startup school, like Y Combinator startup school. I don't know where I heard it. Maybe it was a Twitter thing. Who knows? It said, if you're not embarrassed by your first version, you launch too late. What we're building right now for the video app as it stands is not what we're going to end up having, right? It's not the complete thing. And to be quite honest, based on the wireframes I have, it's not even close. And I'm not sitting here saying I'm embarrassed by what we have, but it's not the vision I have in my head. And I think that's more what this quote means because I took it way too seriously. I thought you had to have a version that was garbage and your users fixed it for you. 
the, I listened to the founder of Netflix on the Tim Ferriss show speak to this a little bit. Like they would iterate really fast and they would push out new features to users all the time. And they would have like web pages that didn't work, like links that didn't work, buttons that didn't work, um, pages that crashed. And he was like, you know, we just got to iterate really fast. Like we used to spend all this time developing these products and then launching them. You know, we build this beautiful product and then we launch it and nobody would use it. But when we started doing this really fast iteration process where we just put out a whole bunch of crap just to test an idea, we got a lot more feedback and then we could use all that data to really decide which features are going to be more important than others. And I think that's interesting. But I think when you're putting out your first product, you at least need to get your foot in the door with something that's half decent. So, you know, I purposely gave my users a broken version to conform to this idea of, you know, I'm supposed to be embarrassed. Um, But what I should have done was do the internal testing necessary to put out something that's at least usable. And at the same time, it dramatically hurt our our progress. So um, pushing things to the app store, like I said, dramatically slows down your ability to iterate and build new versions. And we basically lost a week of development as a result because we're I was focused on like some of the users, seeing how things were going. Hey, is this working? What's working? Trying to do like demo calls would, and I would go through a demo and I would get have like, I would be clicking on buttons that didn't work. Um, and I wasn't focused enough on actually testing the app itself, you know, like taking screen recordings, talking through them, sending them to Jira, like doing all the important things you have to do when you're doing your internal tests. So what could we have done differently? Um, what, if I could take back the past month, I would have simply built the app so that I could use it fully. Like I said, I'm a trainer. I'm building this pretty much for myself, except I think it has a wide range of uses. I am the power user. Like, understand how it works inside and out. I, I'm going to use it today for my workout, as an example. Um, I built the workout that I'm going to do for myself today. I want to be selling programs in the marketplace. I understand how the user is going to operate the app. So if I can't use it fully, um, then my users can't use it fully. So I, if I could go back, and this is what we're doing now, I would have built the version of the app that I could use to its full extent. And then I would have given it to my one training client to see how it worked on her end. So I have one training client at the moment. Um, her name is Michelle. She's been with me for two years now. And... I would have had her play with it, do workouts, see what her feedback was, and make sure like these programs thing was working. Um, then I would have given it. Then I now I'm going to be giving it to my alpha users after that to do the testing. So that's kind of the process I would have went through before versus like giving them something that I couldn't even use, expecting to get useful feedback from it. Uh, what do I no longer believe as a result of these past couple of weeks? So obviously you learn things, but then also you have to unlearn some some things. Um, I don't believe that handing out a terrible product is good for anybody. Like something that's not even usable, that people can't even get a feel for, it, it's just going to hurt your progress through development and building things. And it's just going to confuse your users. It's like you told them one thing, you, they didn't get it. Or if you didn't tell them anything at all, they have no idea what you just handed them. So uh, I don't believe that handing out a terrible product is useful. Um, all it did was tell us that you shouldn't do that. The last thing is, I don't believe that your users are your QA team. Uh, Quality assurance being just internal testing that you do before you give something out to somebody. Um, I don't believe your users are that, even for a really small startup. 
you should understand what the app does. You should understand what the features do. You should have a basic understanding of how the users are going to use it, even if the users end up using it a completely different way that re- makes you rethink uh, how the platform's used in the first place. If users can use it, but use it in a way that you didn't expect, that's useful. But giving something to people to test to make sure it doesn't make sure it works. Um, I don't think that is a useful strategy going forward and it's not something we're going to do again. That's it. Video update, obviously a little more significant than the last one. Um, I do want to, I kind of like this structure of like, Hey, where were we? Where are we now? What did we learn? Um, so yeah, I'm having a lot of fun doing these, obviously building videos, just a blast. It's just crazy what I get to do every day. Uh, they're probably at this point, like, I hate to put numbers on things, but maybe like three weeks away, two, three weeks away um, from putting something else out in the app store that's a significant launch that people could start using. I want to get it back into the hands of my users, my alpha users in, in about two weeks um, so that they can start playing around with it. It's actually in the hands of one of my clients as well as my girlfriend and my mom um, at the moment so that they can see it and they can play around with it. That's where we're at now. And we'll see where we're at in a week and we'll see how right and wrong I am and we'll see how much we learn at that point. Uh, but this was fun. Thank you, Lauren Chase for jumping in and I will see you guys next week on Monday, probably closer to seven 30 next week and not six 30. But yeah, this was fun. Thanks guys.